Um, in just a moment, I'll invite Don back up to the stage for our question period. But first, I'd like to draw your attention to SACPAW's sessions next week. Next week, there will be three SACPAW sessions, one here um, at the regular time on Thursday um, with George Takashima on the topic of racism post-conflict, reflections on Japanese-Canadian experiences 75 years after their internment. There will also be two presentations at the University of Lethbridge with Dr. Gabriel Rosenberg um, on Tuesday, January 24th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. in room 1060 at the University of Lethbridge Library on the topic of youth as infrastructure, 4-H, and the intimate state of rural America. And also on Wednesday, January 25th from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., also in room 1060 at the University of Lethbridge Library, how meat changed sex, intimacy and anim or intimacy with animals after industrial reproduction. So two very, three very interesting topics uh, next week in SACPAW. Um, you may find information on upcoming SACPAW sessions on our website at www.sacpaw.ca, where you can also find recordings of this and other SACPAW sessions. As, also, as always, there's also a comment box in the lab, lob, lobby where you can leave your ideas, questions, and suggestions for future topics. I invite you, if you have a question, to come over to the microphone on the left-hand side of the room. Please state your name for our speaker. Keep your comments brief so that we can get through as many questions as possible. And with that, I'll invite uh, Don Lady back to the stage. Lunch was great, thank you. Sure. Oh, no, we've got Tad. Thank you very much for your presentation. My name is Tad Mitsui. Uh, my question is, are there some old buildings that are not used that can be converted? Uh, like at St. Patrick's, uh, don't stone me to that. Uh, church is on sale, I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, there are huge buildings like that. Uh, in other cities, some of those old churches, especially in Montreal, become opera house, symphony hall, etc., etc. Is it a possibility, or is it costing too much? Well, that's a that's a very excellent question, Tad. Thank you. Um, I was actually invited to St. Pat's uh, quite a few years ago now with uh, one of our local architects to look at the possibility of converting that space into a performing arts center. Specifically, St. Pat's, the challenge is that uh, where the building is actually built like a cross uh, and the cost for the engineering to expand that stage space uh, would have been too prohibitive, plus you essentially lose the benefits of the acoustics in that type of space. So uh, it has been looked at. Uh, that seating capacity was also quite a bit smaller than what we're looking at, uh, so that wasn't feasible. Southminster United Church is currently being used as one of our found spaces in the community, but there are limitations with that as well, too. Um, I'm not necessarily sure if there are other facilities in our community that we're looking, in terms of the size of the capacity for seating and acoustical volume, uh, but if anyone knows of a space, I think it'd certainly be something that we can look into. 
Linda Latherstone. Thank you very much for your very informative presentation. Thank you. Yes, this is a, a vibrant arts community. It's too bad that people don't really understand the purpose of CASA, which is doing a fabulous job. Um, one group you left out is all the choirs in Lethbridge, like Vox Musica and so on. <laughs> yeah. Choirs as well. Yes, we do have many choirs. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> okay, I have two questions. One is, <clears throat> if in the past, when we had a much smaller population, even a population of almost a third of what we're heading for now, um, we had 2,200 seats in theaters, then why would we be looking at 950? It seems like we should be looking more like 1,500 if we're looking forward for the next century. So that's one question. Mm -hmm. And the, okay, well you go ahead and answer that. You're absolutely right. And I think that's something we need to remember. We're building for the future. We're not building for the next 10 years. So is 950 right? Is 1,250 right? That's what we're asking for council to approve the application to finalize that planning so we can really fully understand what that should be. Okay, and the, the second question has to do with the actual building <coughs> when it is designed and put forward so it's shovel ready. Uh, in the past few years, many of the buildings that the city has been involved with um, have just build, uh, been built along sort of the same old, same old standard. And I've just been hearing that, um, I think it's Vancouver is looking at, um, what is it called? Zero what? Or the energy, zero energy? Zero energy system, or zero net energy. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if we could put that into the mix too, that the <coughs> Performing Arts Center um, be looked at as a building that would not incur extra, extra fees through electricity fees and so on, that it would have solar panels on the roof and, and it would be built in such a way that it could be um, zero net energy and that the architects could be from southern Alberta, because that's the other thing that we keep seeing is the architects are brought in from other places, so that we really do um, allow our own community to have all the all that can accrue from having a new building. Thank you. Thank you, Beth. Yeah, I think uh, if we are able to get to the point where we can bring this project to shovel ready we would be engaging with those stakeholders in the community to ensure that the needs are being met as best as possible. We have to remember that this is a facility for our community, but we would also hope that uh, it would eventually be a city facility. So we would hope that through the city processes that they would be considering uh, the effects to our environment and uh, who our architects would be. So I can't say for certain at this point that we can accommodate that, but it is my hope personally that we can strive towards those uh, very two specific uh, items for that building. Thank you. My name is Mark Gettle. Um, Lethbridge has, uh, the exhibition grounds have a great plans for expansion. Uh, Lethbridge lacks a convention center. Have you looked at piggybacking with some of those projects, for instance, because both the convention center and the exhibition grounds could use a huge facility or a large uh, auditorium? Yes, yeah, certainly, thank you. Uh, our Performing Arts Center Advocacy Group is very open to having that conversation about how we could be working together to ensure that the needs of the community are being met. I would stress, though, that it is important for a Performing Arts Center to remain in the downtown. We've developed a cultural corridor between SAG, 
and CASA, we also have the Galt Museum. We have another uh, number of other galleries in that space. We have the Yates, we have Southminster. Uh, so our concern would be where will this building be? We don't necessarily want to be taking it too far outside of our downtown region. But we are open to conversations about partnerships. Terry Shillington, thank you, Don, for your presentation. Thank Appreciate you. it. Um, it comes to light in our table conversation that um, uh, I want to talk about this politically. Mm -hmm. that, that one of the blocks for uh, any uh, performing arts center is that the present city council has no commitment to it. That it hasn't even been discussed by this uh, council, and um, and I'm aware that uh, in the fall there is another election, and it would seem that uh, this needs to be raised with those who run for city council. Because would you agree that? That the, 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 there's no political will in the present city council to to um, debate this, or no resolution has been put forward, or and the the, the unwillingness of um, of the um, the paid staff of city hall uh, has not been uh, challenged by the city council. Thank you. Uh, I can't speak for city council because I'm not one of them. What I can tell you is that an application has gone forward through the CIP process to be able to ask for a very small amount of money to be able to finalize um, those details right there. The plan, the site, the capital costs, and what that operating model might look like. The CIP, you're absolutely right. This is a question that we need to be asking our councillors, and please do so. Ask them, is this important to you? Is this important to our community? We are seeing that there was 1,500 arts-related events happening every year, and we are booked to capacity at the gates. Uh, is this an election issue? Possibly. The CIP will be approved in June. We elect our next council in October. So whether or not our ask is approved in June could certainly de uh, determine the tone of uh, our questions and of councillors throughout the election process. So certainly something that we'll be watching and something to uh, talk about. Don, thanks for your presentation, Douglas Mitchell. I just wanted to, it's all about the money. That's what it comes down to. And I've been a citizen here for 40 years now, and uh, this has been talked about since way back, and those of us that perform uh, in box, uh, and we know that Glenn Classen is just no time for, for the Yates Center, even if it was big enough. Uh, because of the acoustic situation. I don't know if they're going to improve that with all these millions of dollars they're going to spend now. But it's all about the money. And, and when I look back, uh, if we had started, or a committee has started looking at trying to raise some funds publicly and get even get some corporate, corporate uh, bodies on board, we were doing a much better position than we are now. We're now really more or less holding a hand out to the, to the city to, to get this off the ground with some support outside. I wonder if you could kind of enlarge on that as to what, there's no plan to do, raise public funds to, to encourage uh, the governments to uh, support us. Thank you for that. Uh, that was actually a conversation that the Performing Arts Centre Advocacy Group did discuss at length. We had actually a number of meetings because the resolution does stand if the balance of the funds can be found through these various sources exclusive of uh, typical sources 
the city would commit $10 million to the project. We took that very seriously and met with a number of uh, business leaders within the community to ask, what is the feasibility in doing this? We need to come to the table with some money. But you need to ask yourself, no plan has been finalized, no site has been finalized, no determined costs have been finalized, and no operating model has been finalized. How would you feel going asking for your friends, your business owner friends, to contribute a significant amount of money? So our group felt that it was more important to develop that community support to say this is a city-owned facility. We should not be responsible for fundraising for a community facility that hasn't even been finalized. So here we are asking for the community to demonstrate their support. We do have a very small campaign called the Next Stage Initiative where if you do support and you want to demonstrate your support, you can give us five bucks. Because maybe instead of fundraising 50 big bucks, we can fundraise 50 little bucks. So this is an opportunity to put money on the table. And certainly if you have a donation that you'd like to make bigger than $5, we'd be happy to take it. And those monies will help the efforts of our advocacy group to ensure that this project is included in the next CIP. Hi, my name is Henning Mundel, and I have a two in a row. Uh, one is potential sites as favored sites, mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, you're a Rotarian, I'm a Rotarian, Ian is a Rotarian. There are lots of other service clubs. Have you been presenting mm -hmm. to your club, to Ian's club? We'd love to have you for our club. I should get your, uh, Lethbridge East is our club. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, and, and in this message only might have to be trimmed a little bit because about 20, 25 minutes is our presentations instead of half an hour. But Yes, yeah, certainly. Thanks, Henning. Yes, um, I am a Rotarian. Yeah. Ian's a Rotarian. John's a Rotarian. Yes. And uh, so we've done, uh, we've been to two Rotary Clubs. We are making community presentations. We're on the tail end. Uh, it has been the intent to go out to the rest of the Rotary Clubs, so I'd love to connect about uh, coming. In terms of site selection, the two studies, 2010 and 2011, both identified the space between CASA and Southern Alberta Art Gallery, which would essentially be the parking lot and closing off 7th Street. Um, those, that is the site that has been identified in those studies. There are concerns about the impact to the downtown businesses if you close off the main artery from Park Place Mall. I think if we were to move forward, if council was to say, here's the money and let's go ahead with the project, we'd probably go with that location. But what we're asking for this is we need to reevaluate all of the sites and is there somewhere better in our downtown community or even elsewhere in Lethbridge that would be a better site. So we're, we're up in the air. We don't know where it's going to go. Oh, have you looked at the curling rink area and so on, now that the w other ones moved west and so on? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I know that there's some conversations happening. I don't know exactly where. Um, I know that there's some work being done at the city level about a civic um, master plan to reevaluate the needs uh, for that entire I believe it's 20 acres, and that has come up as a potential. Uh, we would need the another twin ice arena to be built in our city before the ice rink is torn down. The YMCA would have to move out of their space, uh, and then we would also lose that green space behind the senior center. So there's a lot of things that would have to happen, um, and it's not for us to be kicking people out of their buildings. but. Who knows? 
I'll ask a, I'll ask a question here. Um, there was some discussion at our table about the conflict between kind of arts and sports facilities within the community. Not so much conflict, but a different um, frame of mind. And I was wondering if you could kind of put this project in scale, uh, you know, uh, up against some of the sporting facilities in our community in terms of scale and cost and that kind of thing, and use. That's a tricky question because we haven't built it so we don't have numbers. Uh, so all we can do is go off of what we have seen for successes after building CASA, which was 80,000 visitors annually. Uh, the Yates is currently booked at 96% capacity, uh, and those shows are selling out. We had over 1,500 events in our community uh, in 2012 that are arts-related, and I think we all know at least a dozen performing arts organizations, even exclusive of that's our own per personal experience. So I think there's a lot going on. I think what is maybe a little bit more of interesting information that we do have, and those are hard national stats, that the cultural industry's uh, contribution to Canada's GDP is 10 times larger than sports. And our employment sector is seven times larger than sports nationally. So if we were to extrapolate those numbers to provincially and uh, locally, I think it would also be safe to say that we are a strong, healthy arts, cultural, entertainment sector. We have over 600 people employed in our sector. That's significant. Can you comment? Can you comment on why it may be easier to raise money for a sports facility than a performing arts facility? Uh, that, that is a quick question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people, uh, sports isn't as intimidating as maybe possibly going out to an event. And maybe we need to work a little bit harder in, in uh, breaking some of those myths. And yeah, come on out. Symphonies are doing it all the time. Come in your jeans. Come right after work. You don't have to get dressed up. Uh, galleries are doing really amazing things to bring in the community to break down those barriers to say that this is for everybody. Arts programming, our arts programming over at CASA is comparable in, in terms of cost, if not cheaper, than it is to enroll your kids in sports. So yeah, I would like to ask the question, why is it easier to fundraise for, for sports facilities than it is to arts? It's a very good question. That is a very good question. My name is Knut Peterson. Uh, Don, thanks very much for managing to come here today. It was great having you. My question relates to, uh, it's a little bit like, uh, if you build it, people will come, right? Mm -hmm. If we didn't have any hockey, I mean, as we wouldn't have any hockey players or whatever. But can you give an example of some of the things that we miss out on because in terms of uh, traveling uh, groups and well, like the big name people, uh, the, the doesn't show up and left it because we don't have a facility? Uh, yeah, sure, thank you, that's a great question. Um, unfortunately, um, we have not been tracking who's not come here, because what we're actually finding <laughs> is that because performers are constantly getting, no, I'm sorry, we don't have enough y space at the Yates, they're not calling anymore. But if you think back, seven years ago, we had the Rankin sisters come, they haven't come since that was a sold-out show at Southminster. Um, 
you know, there was just a 90s band that went out to Medicine Hat because they had a more appropriate venue for size and capacity. So, um, you know, we know that we're missing out on those shows. Uh, it'd be great to be able to start tracking exactly who that is, but because this, the Yates is owned and operated by the city, we don't have that information. Uh, my name is Van Christou. Uh, thank you so much, Don, for a, a very enlightening talk on a, an important topic. Um, in your talk and in the discussions after, uh, we have uh, focused on this matter of the balance between these sports and arts in our community. <clears throat> Most of you here may not know that the Allied Arts Council in this city, which has done such a marvelous job in the support of the arts, originated because of a terrible imbalance at that time um, where, the, where sporting facilities were getting so much more attention from donors than, than were the uh, arts groups. I think that, wha that uh, there is a, a difference. Uh, the question was asked, uh, what, why do sports get more money than, than the arts? One of the reasons is that, that sports uh, are more inclusive and, uh, and moneyed people can relate to that more easily. Artists tend to be much more individual in their behavior, and the art groups are more individual, and they're more difficult to bring together because of their free thinking. Uh, I think that has slowed down the process. But in spite of that, I think that it's most important that we focus on, we're getting a lot of new industry uh, in southern Alberta, and I think it behooves us to get the right people, to get in touch with the right people, and get them committed to donations, because we're never going to get the public in this city to, to, to vote on spending a lot of money on, an, on, a, on a performing arts center, um, unless you have a nucleus of money mm -hmm. that's donated by a, by a benefactor. Thank you, Van. Hi, um, my name's Chelsea Campbell, and thank you again for the wonderful presentation. Um, I have a couple questions, oh so many, and I'm trying to kind of decide which ones are most important. But I'm a little bit confused, and I'm new to the area, so please forgive me. Um, but why was Casa built without a theater? It seems that those two would go hand in hand, and that Casa being built would give fuel to the naysayers saying, like, well, now we have Casa, why do we need a performing arts center? When they could have gone hand in hand, and especially if you're using the parking lot space for the performing arts theater. Suzanne, can I draw on you for that one? <laughs> I, I think it's it's a matter of e uh, economics, basically. Suzanne, Suzanne, do you mind introducing yourself? Oh, hi, I'm Suzanne Lint. I'm with the Allied Arts Council. I'm the executive director. Um, and I was part of the original group of people working with the city to improve arts facilities. Um, at the, the time that the budget discussions were going on around facilities, there was only so much money in, in the pot and available to build. <coughs> CASA was an affordable project, as was the, the renovation to the Southern Alberta Art Gallery. So those projects were staged. Um, there just wasn't the additional 75 million. 
to add a theater. Uh, the other thing that's really important is they are two distinct facilities. Being co-located makes a lot of sense, um, but having a watered-down theater space within CAS, which is a creative space, just didn't make sense. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you, Suzanne. Th thank you, Suzanne. And I think we have time for just one or two more questions. Okay. Then really quickly, um, I am a little bit confused. It seems counterproductive to me to say that once plans are finalized, then you can start talking about adding more seating. Um, I'm, I'm confused by that. So we, w we need the city council to finalize and to become, what, shovel ready to start kind of making money and, and trying to, to make money is the only thing I can think of. But I'm confused on how that, like, once those plans are finalized, how can we possibly increase anything? Sure, so maybe just a little bit of clarity on that. Uh, there were two, the two studies done, uh, one said 1250, one said 950 in the large space. Um, there are some folks in the community who are saying we are building for the future and maybe the 950 is too small, we need to reevaluate this. If council can approve our application in the CIP process, that will provide us the time to re-engage with the stakeholders to confirm and finalize what it is that we need for a facility so that we can have plans ready to go for shovel ready so that we can confirm. We won't know where we can put the facility until we know how big it is because that will depend on it. And we also need to know the cost. So sorry, maybe if it was a little bit unclear, but we need to re-engage our stakeholders to confirm the size so that we can finalize the plan. Thank you for that clarity. Lance Chung, and I'd like to just add a one more observation onto Chelsea, which just said, uh, missing a theater at Casa. I think it's not only missing a theater, it's missing a basement. Such a large building, the usable space is just unbelievably small in proportion. Um, so I actually uh, observed uh, the building get constructed, and also the style as well. Uh, the exterior, if you even just observe some of the details, the material use, uh, the one used as for fence for the outside deck. You got two layers of mesh, metal mesh. One layer is perfect, but you got a two layer, you got refraction, this kind thank, of infringement. Thank you very much for your comments. Um, so in order to get everyone in, can yes. you, yeah, yes. if you have a question. Exactly, you. so those were the decision making made by collectively a committee. It was asking for everybody's wish list. What do you want, what do you want, what do you want, and we compile it. That actually violates one common sense, art as well as design. Don't believe in democracy. You cannot do, get- Do you have a question yes, for this is our a speaker? Question. Thank you. Yes, so in the thinking process, in the decision making process, you cannot get a group of people, oh, I want this, I want that. You ends up with a Frankenstein. Art is art. You respect the art, right? So also one building, you don't need to turn that into a Swiss army knife. Because that, don't cut me, that you have all the function, as many as you want, but none of them will do the best. Thank you. Right? Thank you very much for your sure. comments today. Yeah, so if we could move on to uh, the next question. Thank you very much. Yeah, so this hopefully you're into the consideration process.
Frank. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Just thank add you on very to much for your comments. Thank you. Hi, my name is Richard O'Brien. Hi, Richard. Hi. <laughs> I want to congratulate you for the work you've done and the wonderful information. There's some great insights here. What I've heard from this group, and I agree with, is that information is one thing. You need the right kind of information to change will, to get money, to get a performing arts center. One thing I want to add to that is uh, in your thinking of a performing arts center, you've talked about a venue for touring events. But I've spent a lifetime uh, producing 87 shows and, I mean, directing 87 shows and producing 125 where you have live young people performing. And that element of youngsters performing on stage that we see now in festival situations and less and less in theater, but certainly in wonderful high schools, that opportunity has to be gathered in a performing arts center that's unlike anything that the Yates will turn into. You can't hear in the Yates, you can't see in the Yates, you can't change scenery in the Yates, and money invested there is wrong. My question now is what do we need to do to help you to get to the stage where you have a presentation you can take and get some money with? I need some money? <laughs> we need a Mr. Yates, uh, a benefactor in our community. But I think we also need to remember this is really building for our future. We're not building for five or 10 years down the road. We are building for those little ones who are dancing, who are playing their instruments, who are singing, who are in drama productions, so that they have a space to perform, a professional space here in Lethbridge, so that those students then can go to the university and study and feel like they fit within our community, that they can stay here and practice their art. We are seeing time and time again so many of our young artists leaving our community because there isn't the theater space available to them. So Richard, you're absolutely right, it's for the future, and it's for our little kids, and what we need is for some people to come and say, yes, this is what we need, and council needs to be able to approve our one very small ask that we need to finalize these plans so that we can become shovel ready. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Don, and I would like to thank everyone who